Hey Sipper, welcome welcome back. It's me, AJ, your friendly neighborhood queer black spiritualist, and today we're going to sip on vulnerability. Now with this full moon and cancer happening, I thought this would be the perfect time to talk about it because, you know, full moons are for releasing and everything, but like before you can release easily you have to be vulnerable so we're gonna start there but before we do make sure you follow me on tiktok and twitter at your soul lab and dm me on twitter if you have any questions about today's topic and head over to my website yoursoullaboratory.com to book a birth chart or transit chart reading now let's go ahead and get into this so what is vulnerability vulnerability is a willingness to show emotion and now typically you have this happening with one other person or inner interaction with somebody else other than yourself but I want to talk about the vulnerability with yourself and what makes vulnerability hard or makes you repress your emotions or make you hide things from yourself even is trauma you experience and I talk about trauma all the time so let me give you the actual definition of it trauma is an experience that produces psychological injury or pain or severe mental or physical pain. And that that right there alone is like, damn, damn. <laughs> so when you ex- experience emotional hurt, it can lead to trauma. It doesn't just, it's not by default trauma. I don't see it that way. I may have a skewed view, but... I see the difference or the of how pain becomes trauma is determining determining no not determined determined by whether or not it leaves a mark impacting you in not the best way so leaving you feeling bruised or damaged or feeling less than even so it's like so and when that happens when you're younger there's nothing to tell you that there's something wrong there It's like you might have a feeling that it's off, but it's nothing to say, yeah, this is completely incorrect. This is should not be happening. And now in today's society, you typically hear more about physical abuse than anything, or rather you learn about it and the signs about physical abuse and stuff like that. But emotional abuse isn't given the same awareness. And I feel like that's why so many people are walking around traumatized and are projecting their trauma onto people that they want to love and they want to care about and they want to be there for but haven't gone they haven't gone through that vulnerable aspect to release that trauma you know and the same way physical abuse can lead to you not being comfortable with being touched emotional abuse can lead to you not being comfortable with being loved and that's heavy like you you when you sit and you're rather when you're hurt and then you're exposed to something that's not meant to hurt you and or we're not even meant to but not planning to hurt you and it's telling you actively I'm not gonna hurt you when everybody before has been like I'm gonna fuck your shit up whether you like it or not via actions they could have explicitly said it too but actions wise that's just scary when you have somebody who says that and actually means it and actually shows it because now you're exposed to completely new thing and you know that's that's scary because when you experience trauma regularly your body is stuck in this fight or flight slash survival mode and you when you leave when you live in that state for a long time it's hard to function outside of that self outside of that state rather because it has become foreign and it requires 
a, a good amount of vulnerability to leave that state, to understand how you were hurt, not just past the, oh yeah, they hurt me, past the, yeah, I was abused, I was, this happened, that happened, and so on and so forth, past all of that, knowing your facts and knowing how it made you feel, listening to those feelings and feeling those feelings so you can let them go. Because when you say you're okay, when you and you both know you're not, that's a form of emotional repression. And that's a default for a lot of people. And like you can establish what's that you're not okay, but you might not know what's wrong. And determining what's wrong requires that vulnerability. Rather, require might not be the best word, but it's best if you, it might be best for you if you allow yourself to feel the things first. It's allow the thing, allow yourself to face it head on. Because also, it takes, and also prepare yourself to be vulnerable. But how you become more vulnerable with yourself is building trust with yourself you know before you share sensitive information with anyone especially if it's something that can be triggering for somebody else or something that is heavy in today's society of people don't really talk about this as much or or rather don't talk about this as much as they should or this is just a naturally triggering or traumatizing topic before you tell people about your own trauma you have to trust them to some extent And you got to do the same thing with yourself. And, you know, when you trust, so ask yourself, what has this person shown me that made me believe that I can trust them? And then do that same shit with yourself. Typically, it's showing that you're cared for and you're wanted and you're appreciated and stuff like that. And of those things that make you feel cared for and makes you be able to be like this person actually has love for me that's typically where you can start your trust. You know, you can start building practices and routines that help you feel seen is a great place to start. For example, for myself, I spend my mornings and my nights alone. Not saying like I spend all of my time alone. I say I'm saying when I wake up, I spend my time by myself, no phone, no sound, nothing, just like completely just me. And I get up, I go to the bathroom, I wash my face, do my whole little morning routine, I do some yoga, whatever. I feel like doing that day. And I spend a good, it tends out to be like maybe like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour just by myself without interacting with the people I live with or interacting on social media. I just give myself that time in the morning to just spend that time alone and I do the same thing at night after I've lived lived through the day and I've interacted with people and I've talked to people and I've spent all this time energetically around people and giving 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 or whatever it is I take that time at night to do the same thing of doing my night routine and drinking some tea reading a book or watching a show and spending that time by myself I say goodnight to my family and I come to my space and I spend a good hour or so still being awake but spending conscious time with myself and that has is like one of the biggest things that is that holds my relationship with myself of spending that conscious time of all of my focus is on my well-being of doing things I enjoy and doing things that make me happy and feel loved and appreciated and 
it's helped me immensely you know it's a big thing to trust yourself but once you get there it's something different you know moving to the <laughs> moving to the next point cuz that one that one that one hit me a little bit doing things that make you feel safe before stepping in away from the safety net. Like you hear a lot of people being like, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Yes, being vulnerable when you haven't been before is outside of your comfort zone. But doing things that are your comfort zone specific first in the sense of like, okay, paying attention to what makes you feel safe. And if it's nothing finding those things that do you know and when you feel because if you feel forced to relive or to be vulnerable you're not going to want to share the things and it's hard to do cold turkey type things of just like I'm just going to do it it's something for some people works for other people it doesn't so like when you are going about vulnerability in a way that serves you yes you do have to step away from the safety net but allow yourself to consciously sit in the safety net first before you let it go because that will I feel like that allows you to be able to be like yeah I'm letting go I'm moving on I'm moving forward without it just being ripped away from you because that's traumatic in and of itself so taking that time to take it slow and take your time removing yourself from whatever it is. You know, journaling is another great way because talking be hard sometimes, so just write it down. But sometimes talking is easier when you're by yourself and your hand doesn't move as fast as your thoughts. So I personally like to do voice memos. Though That has been my way of journaling. And I don't see it talked about like at all. And it mind boggles me because I'm like, y'all don't sit over here and just talk to yourselves (laughs) like you don't just sit and just let let a whole conversation happen between you and you that like you you and you and you and you like that 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 doesn't happen for you and I I feel like for me because I've always I, I like journaling I enjoy getting my thoughts out of my head and allowing more space internally and mentally for things to exist And for me, journaling, sitting down and writing things out, I feel like I get more distracted and I feel like my hand isn't moving as fast as my words are. So it's really hard. And also sometimes I don't even have the energy to write. And my first course of action is just to talk. And what I've just done is just I've recorded those conversations. And I I love that for me because it allows me to release and to let go and to get it out and I can... I'm listening to myself talk while I'm talking and I'm understanding how I'm feeling and I'm understanding what I need and I'm talking myself through the situation. It's just without the writing. But it's another form of journaling and I feel like if you have had trouble with journaling and writing it and keeping the flow going and letting it out, like just record it or just talk. If you don't want to record it, you don't got it. But if you would like to look back on it or if you'd like to mark this this scenario or this moment in your life or whatever, yeah, sure, record it. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't record it. I, I will be completely honest. Sometimes I just be talking. <laughs> I just be talking sometimes. But other times I will be like, yeah, 
I want to be able to look back on this conversation. So I'm going I'm to put this down in the notes. And that's what I do. You know, another beneficial way is to be more vulnerable or rather trust yourself a little bit more. So rather, no, I was right. To be more vulnerable and to help yourself trust yourself is physical and energetic movement. So when you've experienced trauma of any magnitude, um, you need time to process it. You can't, it's, it's not gonna just be a oh it happened let's move on like you can act like it but it caused some sort of internal reaction that you have to process it's a shitty thing it's not necessarily fun but you have to do it so you don't get stuck so because if you have those emotions stored in your body and you don't ever process them they gonna stay there you don't process those emotions they gonna sit in your body commonly in your joints and your spine so if you have really tight hips that's also like from sitting and stuff but typically stress and trauma is also stored in those places too also your body just displays stress and trauma in many a way of shutting down systems of the body or specific body parts and stuff like that like stress caused illnesses are very real and that stress can correlate to trauma of some sort but anyway (laughs) when you um experience a trauma and you don't process it it can it will store in your body commonly in your joints and spine so that's why you typically have a really tight neck or tight shoulders or tight hips or really bad knees like that all can be something that's caused by trauma that's stored in your body or trauma or stress rather so moving the energy around that trauma is very beneficial or moving that trauma moving the energy that's in those areas is very beneficial through any physical activity is great and I mean any physical activity is great um (laughs) yoga is my personal favorite though but moving just moving your body is really good it doesn't have to be yoga it doesn't have to be something that's correlated to spirituality it can be literally any form of physical movement and breath work and guided meditation is also great if you can't move or you struggle with moving or moving is just not your first choice doing something where you can just sit and just focus on your breathing a one it it moves it moves the energy in a way that physical movement can't always do it so i honestly would recommend both if you can do both um but what you may find after you open up to yourself and you trust and you build that relationship with yourself. And I'm saying, and I'm not just saying like open and stay open. I mean, open up, feel the things, find your healing, release the trauma and move forward. You know, you might find a sense of awareness that was once foreign. And you also, you might also reconnect with yourself before the trauma occurred is another thing. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it because like after (laughs) after it's all of this happens after you face the trauma, felt it and then released it, which is great for full moons. (laughs) Um, And you might feel like a new level is unlocked, but it's going to take some time as well. So I'm not going to I'm not going to sit over here and be like, oh, release it and it's going to be great. It's not going to be great off rip. I'm I'm not going to lie. It's going to hurt first. But I can say from personal experience, it does get genuinely better. You know, 
that self-love is boosted because when you understand yourself it's much easier to love yourself you know once you opened up to yourself and welcomed yourself with open arms you find this sense of home that you might have been searching for in the world around you so finding this sense of home is like the I don't even I can't even really explain it it's just like damn I've had this space that's perfect for me this entire time and ain't nobody tell me the fuck (laughs) like that's that that's how it I can't I can't really cannot put it into words it's just fucking incredible but it didn't it's again it didn't start like that you got to do the work first you know you might have more energy after this stuff because it's like you release that emotional you you have that emotional release or any type of release is very taxing on your energy levels but once you get over the first bump and then the next and then the next and then the next you'll build stamina and you but you have to do you do have to keep going but you'll get to this point where you're healing this trauma and then you now have energy for the things that you want the things that you that you desire to go forth and you also by releasing that trauma-filled or stress-filled space you allow space for new things you know if you're if you're trying to manifest stuff letting go and allowing space for the thing to come is a big part of it you know think about it like this you win a five thousand dollar shopping spree if you get rid of all of the old things that no longer serve you. Those old things that you're getting rid of that no longer serve you are it can be your emotions, your people, things, or anything else that you can think of that you're like, this don't serve me no more. That's that's the stuff you get rid of. And that five thousand dollars that you get, that can be full of things you've always wanted and stuff you didn't some stuff you didn't even know that you would be beneficial to you. You know, you win all of these things you 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 like you all of these things that you could think of and stuff you stuff you didn't even know you could things that you weren't expecting you know there's a lot of bliss in that there's a lot of blessings that can be presented to you when you allow it to come and you allow that space you know you can have even stronger relationships with yourself which can translate into your relationships with others you know all of, like all of these are just such great things and i know it's so scary to go about vulnerability and to trusting yourself and rebuilding your relationship with yourself. But I'd still say go with it. But like continuing, Inter- when you're interacting with yourself or people, you can have, or you can be responsive or reactive. And reactive is when you feel personally attacked or targeted by something someone has said. And that reactive nature is believed to start at trauma that has been triggered because of what has occurred. But when you're responsive, you, you're looking, you take the information that was presented and respond accordingly and typically calmly. You don't really, you, it's not, you don't show a visible reaction that's like, oh my God, this person feels some type of way. And, and this happens when you open up to you and you can see the ways that you've been hurt and be conscious about your interactions with others. And so you don't cause that same hurt again. 
And my favorite one about once when you go, once you've gone about vulnerability and you've done it and you continue to push through it is boundaries. This is, oh my gosh, the better boundaries. Like once you've re-experienced and healed your trauma and you've become aware, you become aware of what you personally need, you know, whether it's a feeling or a thought process or change of any sort, you can now set boundaries accordingly. You know, like I said earlier, I know for myself, alone time is very, very needed. And it doesn't have to be like every second of every day, I just got to be by myself. It used to be like that. Don't get me wrong. It, it, you, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. It was definitely rough. But I know where for me, where I'm at right now, just having that morning and that nighttime. And it's just really just like an hour or so. And it doesn't, it really doesn't seem like that small of a time if you think it you're thinking like throughout a week or throughout the day even like an hour is only so much time and it doesn't seem like a lot but that little bit of time that I spend with myself it's like the best thing ever and the people that I live with know that my my family knows that everybody knows that look give them their morning time give them their night time after they say good night leave them alone <laughs> my phone goes on this do not disturb at 10 p.m don't call me don't text me I will not be answering it's it's truly just bliss for me what like those boundaries of just that one I've I have a lot of other ones but that one is probably like top tier for me of just undisturbed uninterrupted just me and I love that you know so I've talked about all of this vulnerable stuff, but how can you start this? You know, I want you to ask yourself these following questions. But before I do, before I say the questions, these are general questions. Um, If you want more personalized questions based off where you are at in your life, I would recommend booking a transit chart reading with me. I know it seems weird of how, how can astrology tie into this, baby? (laughs) She do. She do. I promise she do. She do. Um, But ask yourself these questions. When did I first feel loved? When did I first feel hurt? Who loved me first? Who hurt me first? What age did I feel the most happy, bliss, or calm, or at peace? What age did I feel the most abandoned, neglected, unloved, or unwanted? You know, these are great, like, just... The first, they're going in order of like depth of like how how deep you want to go <laughs> into this, but take your time, answer those questions when you feel ready, and also prepare yourself. Don't just sit down and be like, "Hmm, I'm at work right now. Let me just answer these questions real quick." It's not a real quick type of thing. Take your time to decompress and prep yourself mentally as much as you can and prep yourself emotionally as much as you can and then step into it. You know, when you experience pain and trauma, it's hard to understand that it's pain and trauma. But when you do, when you do want to not be so desensitized to it and you want to let it go, I suggest you do. You know, do you want to hold on to this pain 
and just let it sit there knowing it's there because it's, it's I feel like it's a different thing if you don't know you don't understand that it exists but do you want this pain to sit there forever or do you want to experience the pain at its magnitude one last time and let it go and I understand that's a very heavy question and it is <laughs> it really is and I understand that because I had to answer it and I, I'm not gonna lie I won't say it was easy, but I will tell you that it was worth it for everything I gained. It took some time. It took a lot of patience. It took a lot of growth and expansion and awareness and a lot of change. But I would not change a single thing about it. I would do it all again. If I, if I got to see where I am at now, I wouldn't I would do it again. I would do it instantly. So answer that question for yourself. Do you want to sit with the pain? Or do you want to experience it at the, its magnitude one last time and then let it go? But that's all the tea I got for you today. Make sure you have your post notifications on so you don't next the spill on our next topic. If you'd like to book me for a birth chart or transit chart reading, head over to my website, ursulalaboratory.com um, for that. And follow me on TikTok and Twitter to stay updated with everything astrological and spiritual at Your Soul Lab. And I'll catch you later. Deuces.